Developing the Leader Within is a podcast that focuses on leadership, management, and career development. We nosedive into the areas that are holding you back from your full potential. Let us begin. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Developing the Leader Within podcast. I'm Enrique, and today I got Frank Mengert with me. Let me tell you, since I've been on LinkedIn, Frank, which I I know him as Frankie, but Frank has been on the forefront of all of the videos that I normally go to. Uh, And I love how he does it. I love what he's doing. Uh, He has multiple businesses under him. I think uh, the last count I had was like the fifth company they had founded and created, uh, EBM, one of them, uh, which we'll be talking about today, leadership and HR technologies. Uh, But first, Frankie, thank you for being with me and sharing your time and, uh, and your expertise. I appreciate that very much. And it is an honor to be here. I'm excited. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not as much as me, but <laughs> but I thank you for all that you do uh, on the platform and in your business world because it's making a huge difference. Uh, I shared real briefly, and I'll bring this up later on, but uh, how HR uh, and the policies and uh, with benefits can truly affect somebody if they're not managed right. Uh, but before we get into all of that, uh, if you wouldn't mind giving us a little bit about you, your background, what you're up to, and then we'll head into all the good stuff. Uh, you bet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, people affectionately know me as uh, Frankie Baby. That's, you know, my handle on uh, LinkedIn. So a lot of people always, talk, when they talk to me, they call me Frankie. It's a, I got that from my, as a child, my mother, my, I was my mom's Frankie Baby. I still am. So uh, that's that's uh, something that's, I'm 43 years old and it's carried with me all throughout my life. Um, but personally, um, I was born in Hollywood, Florida. Grew up there for a while. Um, parents moved. I'm in Connecticut now. My parents moved to Connecticut, and you know, they got, ended up getting divorced. But I stayed in Connecticut. Connecticut's my home. Been here uh, for quite a while. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it, you talk about five. You know, I've started five businesses. Uh, not all of them have been successful, but um, been quite a journey. Spent some time in the corporate world. I uh, got laid off. I lost my job, and that basically. Uh, was a catalyst for starting my first company. So, um, so it's been quite a ride. Uh, learned a lot. Met some amazing people along the way. And of course, you know, folks like um, like through LinkedIn have been you know really impactful for me. It's really opened my eyes up across the globe. So lots of fun uh, and and lots of stories to tell. So I'm excited for today. Uh, so am I. And I, I've shared uh, your journey as you share it, right? As you go through and. And the opening of EBM and, uh, you know, the pictures in front of the, the, the marquee up on top of the building. Yeah, all the development that you went through in the journey. Um, it's so nice of you to share that with us because you mentioned earlier, right? Hey, not all of them have been successful, but guess what? In life, not all of our journey is going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And, and to be able to share that and not only put the shiny, you know, uh, you know quarter in front of everybody, uh, it's a it's a trait that not many people have, so I appreciate that. So we're gonna talk about leadership and HR technology. And some people may say, "Man, what the 
those two have to do with with each other right um but very briefly uh, and, and just to throw the 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 floor here uh for the conversation um uh, there was an event in my life that kind of shattered me i needed some time um it was actually the passing of my mom i needed some time uh and there was a bereavement period that's natural to all employees right and so you you provide that bereavement period for some people hey you know if it was a uncle or a late you know distant cousin or you know uh, it, it may be enough uh but in my case uh my mom it, it took me a whole month before i got my head right um didn't know it was going to be that impactful but it and, and and it still is but not as bad so it took me a whole month three days didn't cut it you know even with a pto or anything like that that you may have it just didn't cut it so uh unfortunately it, it was a parting of ways uh you know not understanding the policies right or whatever uh and and not understanding the needs of the person so here comes leadership and HR technologies or HR world colliding all at once. And voila, you know, here we are. So, you know, you say, and I love how you say, you know, hey, we've done it this way all the time. We've, we've just done it this way. Um, and I love that you highlight that because it was one of those situations. Uh, so uh, just talk a little bit about that because I know that, uh, you know, it, it wasn't so positive for me but it could be positive for somebody else if they get their head around it. Yeah. I mean, and so it, it is unfortunate that that had to happen to you. I feel like there are organizations out there that make decisions that impact their employees um, because of the way they've always done things. And, and you think of, you know, this old school mentality that organizations have because processes have been in place for multiple years. It's like, you know, there was the company's, been founded 40 years ago and some of the same stuff that they were doing 40 years ago, they're still doing today. Um, and, and, and especially with HR processes, those things have to change. Um, 2020 showed us how uh, untapped into employees HR was when you, you were forced to go remote, when, when you couldn't physically go into an office and people scrambled, like, what do we do? How, you know, we, we have meetings, we have all these things. And then how do we turn to virtual? How do we keep our finger on the pulse with employees? How is mental health impacting people who are now, you know, basically trapped at home and dealing with stuff and, and, and dealing with relatives getting COVID? So, so much has happened not only over the last several years, but the last 12 months have showed us so much and companies need to evolve. There is absolutely a switch going on and a change. And it starts, it does, it starts at the top with leadership. It starts at the CEO level and it goes into that C-suite and HR is part of the heartbeat of an organization. They're making decisions that impact company morale, company culture, and they need, first of all, they need the, the authority to make decisions that they feel are going to be best for the team. Because People, it's situational. Uh, I think a three-day bereavement policy, you know, at the face, sure, bereavement time is okay. Like you said, you know, I mean, I got an uncle that passed away. I want, I need to go to the funeral, you know, and, and it's maybe not a close relationship. I mean, I know my relationship with my mom and, and he, like you said, it took you a month to sort of get your head right, but you're, 
I mean, it's, it's not the same, you know, you go to pick the phone up, you're like, I'm going to call my mom. And you're like, I can't call my mom. So you're going to deal with that for a while. Um, the short-term impact is three days isn't going to get you in the right head space. So I think, again, companies need to look at things based on situations because a simple phone call to you to say, hey, we know that you really lost someone that was really close to you. Um, how can we work with you to make sure that your transition back into the workplace is comfortable for you? And it's something that's comfortable for us so that we can work with you during this time and then get you hundred percent or, you know, as close to that as possible so that you can be fully committed to the role we hired you for a simple conversation that apparently wasn't had, but should have been had. And, and just to, just to be transparent and, and truthful, I love, I love to be that, um, you know, they did everything they could, uh, given their, uh, you know, their flexibility. Um, it's just that, I felt, and and it, and the decision was mine. The decision was mine. I felt that my head was not in the right position at the time to come back and fully execute. Uh, I felt like a burden. I felt like I needed to uh, be the bigger person, right? <laughs> and say, you know what, bro, you you're not you're not cutting it for them right now. You probably you're probably cheating them more than you uh, you know. And and I said, hey, I had to go, but. Um, but having done everything they could, it's still, you know, two weeks later, I was still dealing with stuff. So, you know, it's just something that people need to understand, especially in the, in the closeness of relationships and HR world, there may be an extended thing that you may have to consider because, you know, uh, you know, it's a, a month is a long time to be away from your job. Mm -hmm. But in any case, this is where leadership comes in. And so, uh, I first want to just uh, talk a little bit about what got you uh, into this space, right? You say you lost your job, then you started the business, but this particular space of, you know, where EBM is at, um, how did you get here? Yeah, so I mean, the, the quick version, uh, like you mentioned, 2003, I was working at a company, um, thought it was my forever job, thought I was going to you know, move my way through the ranks. I was a uh, I worked in basically there was two parts of the organization. There was a factory uh, that I worked in. We, we made paper um, and they, this company had helped me go through school. They paid for, you know, subsidized my college. Otherwise I would have never been able to go, got my degree. And my goal was to move up to the front office and, and work in, in IT for the company. Um, pretty large firm. And one day I went in the work and um, they were like, you know, Noreen's in the cafeteria. You know, you got to go in there and talk to her. And I was like, open Noreen was the plant manager and uh, and she said you know we're gonna we gotta let you go we're laying you off and I was devastated um crushed I, you know, I was like what am I gonna do you know like this is you know, totally blindsided so long story short again I, I that basically I made a decision I said I'm gonna put my my destiny in my own hands I don't want to ever be laid off again I don't want a company I don't want to be beholden to a company so I had been doing some side hustling uh, in the IT world. I started my uh, IT company and I went all in. I said, I'm going to do this. Um, so I started my first company, IT Solutions, built that uh, successful company. Um, and then in, in that time, I built two other companies that weren't so successful and were failures. And then my fourth company, which is EBM, um, where I'm at right now, this is my, my biggest success, period, financially um, and also fulfilling wise. Like it's my, it became my passion 
and is still my passion. And, and we do, we work in HR technology, specifically in the employee benefits um, side, but we, we deliver technology that helps educate employees on their benefits, the decisions they make that impact the health plans that they choose, and then lots of other things around compliance and other areas. I mean, now tying in things like mental health and, and fitness and all these other things that are coming in, because again, the world of work is changing and HR is now introducing more and more into an employee benefit package than ever because employees are demanding more. There's, there's, there's more needs. There's more things that are going on today that weren't going on five years ago and definitely not you know, 10 years ago. So our, we're, we drive the technology. Um, you know, everything is on your smartphone these days. We, we live in a instant gratification society where people want it now. So that's when it's no different with your, your employee benefits. Um, so we, we facilitate that process and, and, you know, we work with HR to, to make sure that their employees are getting a good experience through self-service. And also they have capacity to really focus on things that are helping build an organization. That's wonderful. And I tell you, uh, out of all the, you know, the companies and different places that I've been at, um, one of the challenges is how you package that, uh, benefits, right? How, how do you, how do you tailor it? Uh, for instance, uh, from a military background, typically, if you retire, you, your medical is covered, right? Either by the VA or by some type of program that you got a uh, legacy from the military. And so, mil, you know, medical is not an issue when it comes to military people. So how do you, you know, uh, and I've done this, I've, I've gone to a company and say, hey, look, I, you don't have to pay my medical, but can you pay you know, work is, you know, the, the, um, how you call it, long-term, long-term and short-term disability mm -hmm. instead, you know, versus the, and, and some companies have said, yeah, fine, let's do that. Uh, but that was a flexibility they had. Most companies that I've asked would be like, nah, you see the medical or dental, or, you know, you don't get, you know, and I'm like, okay. So, it's one of those things you have to think outside the box per the person that you're getting in. And I'm so glad that you guys are providing it all on that smartphone, right? Where people can go ahead and, and, and pick at will uh, what they need. Um, uh, so, so you started this and you, and you, you know, it's the most successful that you, that you've been in. Um, what, uh, cause you say, Hey, we've done it all that, you know, the, the worst thing that people could say is, you know, we've always done it this way. How, what are some of the things that you've seen when dealing with companies that you say, and you come in and you say, hey, oh, this is what they have versus this is what I can give them. What are the worst things that you've seen? So, so again, yeah, the, 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 the term, the way we've always done it is like, it's, it just translates into so many different industries, but the, it, it, around insurance, um, it's, it's a slow moving industry in general. And, and you know, not only technology, but just the, the way people deliver employee benefits. And from an organizational standpoint, one of the top three items um, that they spend on, you know, they got payroll, but health benefits is, is one of those top three spends usually within an organization. So it's a, it's a big burden for an organization, but it's a must to attract and, and retain talent for sure. P employees will look, okay, here's my salary. Um, oh, we don't offer benefits. And then there's another one that, has a low, maybe a lower salary, but a really comprehensive benefit package. So most employees, especially when benefits are important, they're looking at, okay, I've got, this company has these options. This is attractive to me. 
where a company that doesn't offer benefits that offers really you know limited benefits and when you need them that's going to be more attractive so having that as a, a not only to get new people on as you're hiring but also keeping the employees you have a lot of employees still offer the same type of benefits again one plan option like you said oh we only, we got medical dental and vision you know that's what we got um and and it's not i mean you can't you have to have flexibility you have to give employees choices because it, especially does my spouse's plan look better than my current employers? Because if I waive, the company's saving money because they're not contributing to my medical plan. But how can we use that money to buy other benefits that you could offer? Pet insurance, identity theft, legal insurance. There's so many different other policies out, tuition reimbursement. So companies now are looking at more creative ways to say, we budgeted you know, $10,000 a year for an employee for benefits. If an employee only uh, doesn't need certain benefits, how can we still give them a nice package where they have options to choose from? And, and companies are doing that more and more. And it's not just Google and, 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 uh, and Apple and these you know, tech firms. Smaller companies can do that. And, and the war for talent uh, is gonna get greater and greater, especially now that jobs and things are reopening. So, so yeah, the flexibility there for having different options for employees is gonna continue to grow. And, and that's wonderful because I, I know that, uh, and we mentioned earlier, you know, that I need it now type of mentality. And, and it's just in the environment, right? Everywhere you go, anywhere I go around me, five miles, you know, I'm running into a fast food restaurant. That, that tells me that everybody that, that is demanding, at least within five miles, that they eat now, right? Mm-hmm. That, that I find food now and I can get it. Um, and this term is like in, in, in the policies and all the benefits. Um, most people come in thinking, what can I get? Right. You know, not only salary, because it, all, it is a big thing. But if a salary is not cutting it, how can I get it on the benefit side? So what role do you see leaders having in, in that uh, train of thought of, you know, how can we uh, beef up, you know, our offerings in terms of benefits? Uh, so that we can be and and retain uh, the best, you know, be the best and retain the best. Yeah. So the good thing of us is we work with employers. Some of them have 50 employees and, and some of them have 10,000 employees. So we get to see a big spectrum of employers. Uh, we also get to see different industries um, and you know, colleges and universities and hospitality and you know, all these different firms, how they offer benefits. Um, you know, what, um, what type of benefit plans they, they offer. So we get insight into a lot of that data and that detail. And I'll, I'll tell you that, you know, even things like when you look at, okay, here's what we offer, one medical, one dental, one vision. Um, there's, there's definitely capabilities now to offer two or three uh, dental uh, vision um, medical plans. So if you look at what I might pick, like, let's just say I, I, you know, I have a, I'm married, I have a nine-year-old daughter a family plan, um, you know, I have to make sure my family's covered. So a plan that I pick is going to be different than a plan that maybe a 20 year old might pick because when I was 20, I went to the doctor maybe once a year, you know, like, like I, and, and I didn't really, you know, nothing happened to me where I needed uh, to use my insurance. So do I need to be on the same rich, expensive plan as someone else? No, probably not. So a company that offers one plan limits their budget but also their employees with flexibility. So the easiest thing is to say, from a leadership perspective, let's give our employees choice. 
We get choice everywhere else. You go to Starbucks, you, there's a hundred different variations of coffees that you could choose from. But when you pick your medical plan, which is so important to how, especially if something happens to you, it's that, it's that policy that you hope you never need. Um, you, you have no choice. You have one, one choice of what you can pick. So I think the easiest thing for leadership to do is look at their options and give employees choices. And that typically starts with the medical, but also can be you know, dental plans, vision plans. And again, like I talked about, things like tuition reimbursement and pet insurance and legal insurance and identity theft. These are all things that can be offered. And it doesn't mean the employer has to pay for them 100%. You could say, hey, we'll, we'll pay for this 50%. If you want it, you can pick up the other 50%. If you don't have any pets and you don't have pet insurance, then don't take it. But at least the choice is there. So again, the flexibility the options are there. And a lot of employers are starting to look at that leadership is starting to say, how do we give our employees options? Because we do have more options now and basically everything we do than ever. Um, but health insurance and benefits are, are still a little bit restricted among a lot of organizations. Yeah, I, I love that train of thought of how do we give our employees options? Because typically it is the thought of the company. How, you know, how do we keep some of this money? Yeah. Right? Because it's a business. We all understand that. But when you're trying and are aiming to retain the best, and if you hire somebody, you think, you think that you would have hired the best candidate, right? So you already have the best out of the group that came to apply for that job. So you just got the best. And now you want to retain that person uh, flexibility and choice is probably one of the best things. So thanks for bringing that up. And for those leaders out there thinking about, hey, how do we structure this? Whether you are in the HR or not, as a leader, you have to be able to bring up these things to other leaders uh, for your people, for the sake of your people. So just think about it like that way. So Frankie, share with me one of the best uh, uh, packages that you've seen uh, offered to, to folks that, you know, out of all these people, you're like, man, that was a good one right there. Uh, some examples of things that you've seen that have uh, been a benefit uh, to folks uh, through, the, through the policies. Yeah, I mean, there's companies out there that really do have a lot of uh, options for employees. I mean, there's a point where some of it can be overwhelming to an employee. I've seen companies that have just so many options where it's like, wow, this is you know, intimidating. And then you've got companies that maybe, you know, there's, there's options where it's, in a, and the term is called defined contribution, but you can give an employee a bucket of money and basically say, here's all our things that we can offer. We're going to give you $5,000 to spend. You can spend it all here or you can trickle it down and you can buy some other things. So, you know, they may buy medical, which might cost them X amount of dollars, but as they start, to, they can buy other things that are, that fit into their lifestyle. Um, and there are companies that can do that. I mean, companies like Shopify, they have a really, really comprehensive benefit package and the employees can really pick and choose a lot of ancillary benefits. And those can be attractive to a younger workforce too, like an accident policy. I mean, you, you can buy an accident policy for so cheap. And if you get poison ivy, you can actually get $180 because you got poison ivy. Um, but there's policies out there that cover so much. And you mentioned long-term disability, short-term disability. I mean, those are great to have. People don't think about that. If you get pregnant and you got a short-term disability, 
you don't you get 60% of your benefit when you go out on your on disability. Something happens to you, you break a leg, you need to go out, whatever it is, you can take advantage of a short-term disability policy where you don't have to worry about losing the revenue that you would be making. And then also, um, you know, just not having the funds to pay for bills and everything outside of uh, uh, that with, with the lost income. So there are a lot of ways groups can be uh, pretty crafty um, and they can be very inexpensive, but a big benefit to employees. I love that. Uh, I love that bucket mentality. That's a great thing. I mean, folks listening if you have an opportunity to even think about that, because I was like, wow, that's great. If you tell me I have so much money and then they give me a list and I, I you know, get to choose, that's a wonderful thing. Um, obviously, not everybody can do that. Um, uh, and not everybody's probably willing to do that. But if you can, that will be a great uh, show of investment into the people that you're bringing into your company, which is, I think is wonderful. So thank you for sharing that uh, with us. Um, if you could tell a leader three things in terms of, you know, HR technology uh, that uh, they need to actually do, you know, uh, because I know I, until I'm thinking about HR technology, until I started to ask you about uh, coming on the show and, lo and looking at that type of stuff and what you was doing, I didn't really understand that. All I knew was you go to a job, you sign up for HR, they give you a package you take it or not, right? Um, but three things leaders should uh, consider in terms of uh, providing these type of values to their employees. Number one is that not all technology is created equal. So I would say do your homework. Um, I would definitely tell leaders to work with their other stakeholders in the organization. So you know, HR, of course, but it may, maybe, you know, the, the CFO, COO, everyone coming together to really find out like, because not every company is the same, not all the technology is the same. What are the must-haves that they need when it comes to technology? What are the nice-to-haves? You know, what what can't we live without? What could be nice, but you know, maybe we don't really need that today. So, evaluating the technology and really taking time to evaluate technology is absolutely number one. Um, number two is is the employee experience. I would say. You're, you want the, at the end of the day, you want the employees to be able to go on here, use the self-service, you know, it, make sure that it's available on any device, laptop, desktop, smartphone, tablet, you know, they all, we want accessibility, you know, employees may want to sit at home with their spouse and talk through the plans. And you want to be able to give them the, the, the ability to be able to access all this online and go through benefits. These are big choices that they're going to make that are going to impact them for the next 12 months. And so making sure that the employee experience is really matched to what their workforce looks like and the demographics that they have. Um, and then number three is, is really what we see failure is a top-down approach of using the technology. It needs to be used. If you're not having employees access their information online. If you're not using the data, there's a lot of data that's collected in a system through analytics and help you make more informed decisions. Use the technology to help you make decisions over time because you can look back on year one and you can look at analytics and you can look at data and you can look at benchmarking tools within a, a technology and say, these are how our employees respond. How do we use this data year two to make better informed decisions, polls, surveys. I mean, there's all these things that you can do to create a better informed workforce. So I, I would say absolutely for sure, 
evaluate, make sure you're making the right move with the decision uh, you make on the technology. Um, definitely looking at um, the employee experience and the user experience for those employees, and then using the data that's compiled so that you can begin to make better informed decisions for the future. Yeah, that's wonderful three uh, for leaders to consider. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, Frankie, if, if someone wanted to get a hold of EBM, you uh, for the, your platform and all the things that you guys offer, how would they do that? Uh, best way for the company uh, is uh, our website, which is getebm.com, G-E-T-E-B-M.com. Um, so that's all the information about our companies there. And then, you know, for me personally, um, always feel free to hit me up. Say you heard me on the podcast on LinkedIn. Uh, happy to connect and, and build my tribe there as well. Outstanding. And so I'm going to have that information as part of the video and show notes. And so that everybody can actually get a hold of you. But Frankie, thank you so much for the time you've spent with us uh, sharing uh, leadership and HR technology. For those uh, leaders listening, and you're wondering, you know, what role do I have? You have a role in everything that happens in your company. If you are a leader and you're staying quiet about some areas that you know need improvement, then you're failing your company. So you might have to craft it a little better for depending on who you're talking to. But in all instances, the employees need a representative. Sometimes HR doesn't do it. Sometimes the management doesn't do it. But you as a leader, you can help your employees get better benefits, get better positioning in the company through simply representing them and representing them well. So uh, Frankie, thank you once again for being with me. For all you listening, thank you so much. Uh, are there any parting words you might, you might want to share before we go? I appreciate it. Um, you asked some really great questions and I do hope that leaders, you just said it very well, leaders do play an important part. Um, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. So I'd say if you're a leader in an organization and you feel like you're not being paid attention to by someone you report to, it, it's time to speak up because um, those voices all count. Amen to that. So folks, thank you for being once, uh, once again with us this week. And as we'd like to close this show, success to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'd love to hear suggestions for our future shows or any remarks you may have that will help us improve. Until then, success to you.